Well, hey there, Beauty and the Beta Faithful. Thanks for listening to our audio show. Lately, I've been thinking about adding bonus content onto our audio platforms, either when Blonde and I do guest appearances on other people's shows, or I've been thinking about maybe doing less formal audio shows here myself once in a while, but we'll see. Anyway, I figure where there is content, I should be providing you with something to listen to this week. I was a guest on my friend Bryden Proctor's podcast. He also writes over at newmediacentral.net with our guest from last week's show, Quay Manuel. Bryden's one-man show is called Right to Bryden. You can find links to his show in the description of this podcast. Check him out if you like what you hear. The Beauty and the Beta main show returns on Sunday as usual, airing live on YouTube at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I will catch you then, if not before. Until then. Thanks for supporting the show and enjoy. All right. Oh man, it's good to talk to you, meme loving fucks, yet again. Uh, this is this is gonna be one of the Thursday shows. I'm recording it on a Sunday. You heard the Abstract Energy show. I'm I'm hoping at least we're uh, we're doing less news lately, guys. We're doing a lot more interviews, a lot a lot less news. We're doing more of this. Uh, let, let's talk about the ideology of shit and. I know you have to, because if you're a longtime listener, you've heard him on the show before he blew the fuck up and became uh, all buddy-buddy with Steven Crowder. And I know so many guys don't like Crowder, but I like Crowder, uh, even though, you know, his, his haircut, uh, it, it, it does, it, it does kind of outweigh mine, okay? He can do a pompadour way better than me, but... Um, We've got nothing to talk about news-wise. What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about the Rio Olympics? That sounds fucking boring, okay? We know everything about the Rio Olympics that we need to know because Abstract Entity actually just did a video on that, which I'll go ahead and link that in the description. Go ahead and, go ahead and look at it. Uh, we know why they're doing it in Rio. Um, DNC hacks are still being covered up. It's, it, it's, it's not really that big of a deal. I mean, the only thing that we could really complain about, and I'm sure I'll get into it with our our guest today is about um, Trump endorsing Ryan. I mean, it's been very boring over the last few days. We're just dealing with a bunch of rallies and a whole bunch of bullshit, and it doesn't really matter. We're waiting for those debates. Those are coming up soon. We're going to be very, very heavy in those debates. And you can always check out the coverage of uh, various things. Oh, yeah, and Muslims are still bombing people all the time. I mean, like, that's uh, we can't even talk about that anymore because it doesn't matter because they're just bombing each other. Like, Congratulations, the guy in France who stabbed everybody was a Muslim. Like, we already know that. It's it's boring now. But until we start to get to these debates, I, I want to talk some ideology bullshit. And I think, I'm pretty sure, because I'm looking at his face over here, that Skag3, guys like Skag3, is on the line with me right here on the Skype. Are you here, Skag? What's up, man? Hopefully hey. I'm not muted anymore. I think I'm good. Yeah, no, no, you did. How you doing? I successfully did not mess up your intro, so that's my <laughs> success story for the night. Before I enrage your listeners, because I'm probably that that cuck that's gonna ruin everything. Uh, but well, no, man, thanks thanks for having me on, and uh, it's a pleasure to speak again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I always like talk to you. I'm sure some of uh, my listeners have seen us tweet back and forth, and I'm sure your listeners probably don't like me very much at all. Uh, I don't know. I I. I, I'll, you're a good follow on Twitter because, uh, well, you're you have a good hobby of enraging the right people, and honestly, that's why I'm with your candidate too. He has a great hobby of enraging the right people. You both share that talent, and um, I would I would like to think that my people appreciate that, regardless well, of ideology. 
Well, I would think that we're just free speech people. And, yeah. you know, wrong speech is still free speech. But I like to call him base liberal. He's not based liberal anymore. You're not. It's you're it's not eroding, liberal. dude. I I'm I'm trying to figure out the areas in which uh th- that keep me over there. And the problem is they're they're kind of they're fewer and farther between. I mean, big things for me that I used to care about. Um, I I still consider myself like a marriage equality guy. That's a dead issue. We don't have to worry about that crap. Uh, you and I were talking about abortion before the show. I think maybe there's some of that that keeps me more on that side than on the uh than on the pro-life side but it's not a hard line position for me either and and i guess generally speaking i think probably still to this day i i probably have more of a left left of center view about the role of government in in things like taxation and public investment but all that stuff i mean the role of government uh as far as far as you know investing in education investing in infrastructure investing in things that help people help themselves i would say but the problem is None of that stuff matters right now because we don't have agreement on our foundational values, our foundational principles. I mean, who? What are we? Are we going to talk about investing in bridges when we don't agree uh, whether free speech is good or not, or we don't agree whether due process is appropriate or not? I don't think so. So, we were talking about it with Quay earlier on our show tonight. Uh, the the things that might separate us are meaningless compared to the values that we do share. Compared to the authoritarian leftists who need to have their political influence diminished. Anyway. See, I, I have said so many, so many times, I really miss when you could sit in a bar with a Republican and a Democrat and you could go, I like guns. And then the Democrat said, well, I'm not a big fan. I like abortion, said the Democrat. Yeah. And then a Republican said, not so much me. You want to get another round? Yeah. And that's not what you do anymore. No, now that's- it's, uh, I'm going to find your name and I'm going to publish your address and I'm going to threaten you and all that garbage. Well, it's it's an absolute mess. And like, I, I, I know that I, I wasn't the one that drew you away from the left, but I want to say, and we can go back, guys, you can always go back and you can find the episode, uh, Skag, before he, he blew up, uh, he called me actually Donald Trump's number one supporter. Uh, this was, this was forever ago. When was the last time you were on the show, Skag? Oh man, uh, I, th- that was probably back in like March or April. I think that's when you first got in touch with me on Twitter and we spoke a little bit. It's, it's been a few months. Do you dispute the label of Donald Trump's number one supporter? That seems absolutely accurate to not. me. Absolutely yeah. not. I love Donald <laughs> Trump. I love Donald Trump. I got three hats. I got buttons, pins. I got. I was tempted to buy one of those camo ones in Cleveland, but. Oh, uh, I have one. I have one. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, I didn't buy one. Kind of regret it, but uh, anyway. Yeah, you know, I'll get you. I'll get you a fucking hat if you wear it. <laughs> um, I, I I take a little credit. I think I deserve a little credit because I was there when you started to become uncucked, and you now even you used the phrase uncucked. Yeah, jokingly. Although, um, I I wrestle back and forth about. The degree to which I've changed versus the degree to which other people have changed. And there's a lot of different theories on that. You know, like the thing Crowder keeps talking about, for example, is uh, have the young Turks changed or have you changed? And and he's of the opinion that, you know, people are just waking up to the to the leftist nonsense. Um, well, that's but, what it is. This is leftist nonsense. As somebody who, look, uh, this is another thing that I say that I actually I didn't invent this one is um, 
If you're not a liberal by the age of 18, you've got no heart. If you're not a conservative by the age of 30, you've got no brains. You're getting older, and you're waking up, and you're realizing this Marxist lies now, which are just becoming mainstream, uh, are, are a whole bunch of nonsense. It's, I, and I think it's probably some combination of the two, to be honest. But at the same time, I struggle with <clears throat> thinking about what, what uh, previous opinions that I have that have changed. And I can't think of many that have changed drastically, but maybe it's just that the change has been subtle enough to, to make me question some of my other ideas. All the while, I do think there is measurable change on the left as well. Like back in my day, man, and we're, we're the same age, like or roughly back, back when I was in high school and kind of forming my political opinion, uh, you know, that was the Iraq war time. And like to be kind of a rebel and to be counterculture you, you were a liberal, you know what I mean? Like you didn't like Bush and you didn't like Halliburton and you didn't like Dick Cheney. And now, um, and now that's kind of flipped and that that's something Milo talks about a lot too. I think there's truth in that too. I think that, that the left has somehow become this kind of authoritarian, non-funny, no free speech, uh, sacred cow worshiping group that, I just can't identify with anymore. And, uh, you know, interesting, I, I guess, I guess the one issue that I've always been consistent on that to me has flipped is the culture police, man. Back in the day, it was the social conservatives who were the culture police about your video games, you know, about your violent movies, about all this and that. Now the culture police are the leftists, the Anita Sarkeesians of the world and the feminist uh, media critics and the people who you know want to ban people off Twitter for making Leslie Jones gorilla jokes and all that garbage. But, R. I. but that, Harambe, right? The Harambe memes are just amazing. <laughs> uh, never die. Much but like but Harambe. but I think that's where it's flipped, man. I people might challenge me on that, but I don't. I think the culture police have really flipped, and I think I've been against the culture police for as long as I can remember. So. You, you 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 mentioned the social conservatives, and I I, I actually largely uh, agree with a lot of social conservatives of that. For me, at least, um, you know, as a I don't know if you want to call it bisexual man or whatever. Uh, I believe that oh, homosexuality. Yeah, yeah. It's um. I believe that homosexuality and homosexual behaviors are a choice, uh, largely more so for women than men. But uh, I think that's detrimental uh, to our culture. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I don't think we should get married. I don't think it should be celebrated. Hate the sin, not the sinner type of style thing. So you still are on the it's not a choice. Let them get married. Who cares? Well, uh, I don't know. Uh, regarding it, regarding the choice issue, I just don't consider myself qualified in this scientific literature to make that judgment. Now, I'm not someone who understands the lifestyle, uh, and the people I do know, most of the people I know, I, I guess I haven't had enough discussions, but my guess contextually would be that they uh, would say that it's just who they are and it's not their choice. Um, however, there are plenty of voices, uh, yourself. Um, and I, I know Milo speaks on the issue all the time too, that say it's kind of some combination, uh, and there, there's an element of choice involved. Um, and, and I think that's perfectly reasonable too. However, uh, so my stance on, on what we should have as the law of the land, 
I I can agree with what you're saying that there anyone who denies that the two parent heterosexual nuclear family is best for raising children is just crazy. You you can know that that there's plenty of evidence to show that children do best when raised in that situation. And I think it's perfectly fine to promote that as sort of the quote unquote norm or the, the quote unquote ideal with recognition that that's not going to work for everybody. And I, and the people who through who they are or, or their choices in life want to do something else. I don't think they should face any kind of legal second class, whether it's tax status, whether it's who you can visit in the hospital, uh, you know, any, any of the privileges or rights, that go along with, with marriage. I, I don't think we should discriminate uh, against people on that basis, but a lot of the, now that we kind of have marriage equality, that's where I notice a lot of the, the next step stuff is it's not about legal equality. The stuff that these people are policing now is equality of opinion, as I would call it. Like not, not only do we have marriage equality, but you're also going to in your head, think that it's the greatest thing ever. And you're going to, your opinion better be that it's awesome or we're going to shame you. There's plenty of evidence to the contrary, and, and I'm not in the business of policing people's thoughts. So that's kind of a long-winded way of explaining my stance, but... Hey, and and that's just why I want to get into the social conservatism thing, because I'm eventually going to lead up to abortion here. Uh, because I, I, I want to break you, Matt. Okay. I want to break you. I want you to finally say, <laughs> I renounce Marxism in all of its ways. Well, do you, I mean, do you think, is there anything that I've said that you would take issue with on that, that is, no, or, or, or Marxist. I mean, uh, other than they should be given the same legal treatment and status. Oh, I mean, everybody, everybody should get the same legal treatment yeah. and status. It doesn't matter. Um, I personally don't think that we should be getting married. Uh, that's uh, because you, uh, gay shouldn't be able to adopt children. Uh, I, I, I thoroughly Ooh. believe that. I don't know if no, I can I, get, well, I, I need to see, I, a lot of the challenging of, of my opinions that I've, uh, you come to realize that some of your previous opinions are more emotionally based than data based, let's say, huh? or evidence based. Um, so, you know, maybe, I mean, if, if I could be presented with evidence that there's meaningful damage associated with it, then sure. But I guess my question would be, is it with my acknowledgement that the heterosexual nuclear family is the best situation is, is a child better off with a choice between some type of, um, I don't know, whatever the alternative is, like say some group home or something, uh, to a loving homosexual couple. Of course, of course. But I mean, that's obviously very rare. Uh, the, uh, we, we of course realize, and, 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 and I mean, between you and me, uh, there's always a lady in the <laughs> in the in the relationship okay all right i don't so, know the dynamics man i defer to your expertise yeah now there's always a lady i'm not the lady but uh believe it or not but uh there there's always a lady and uh you know i mean if you've got like uh uh what's his face and cam from modern family you know adopting lily and stuff then yeah but uh, you need a strong male figure, and you need a nurturing female figure, because you know what? Otherwise, actually, they might be better off in in just a group hmm. home. Uh, I, I, otherwise, you're gonna raise a fucked up kid. So, uh, I uh, I can't really get behind the celebration of homosexuality, and 
you know, as somebody who says that it is a choice, and I actually I I wrote a whole thing on it. We're going to be launching a new section on newmediacentral.com. I put the lifestyle section. Uh, I I put a bunch of MAGA hats on, and and I got on Tinder, and I was consistently harassed by homosexual males, and I was told that I was an enemy and a traitor to the gay community. Wow. I thought there was this secret society of gay Trump supporters, though. I thought that was a a big thing. Not in L.A., not on Tinder. On Grindr, yeah, a little bit, but uh, not on the actual dating apps. But I want to go more into the uh, uh, social conservatism abortion let's just mm-hmm. let's go into it. what is your big beef with not calling abortion what it is because i call it martyr i think it's a it's a, it's am, a am i willing to grant that it's the ending of a human life yeah and, and as we were discussing before the show um i have a huge problem with this growing what i see as a growing faction on the left that's not willing to acknowledge the moral dilemma at play here and not willing to acknowledge the ending of you know what is a human life you can make your but distinctions why about su- why, why why would you continue to support uh the people that support abortion i mean i saw what you did on your uh show when uh, I, I thought that tweet from planned parenthood was rather hilarious because they're like <laughs> donald trump kicking out babies and i'm like you kill babies right like, right right I, well i so i think generally speaking uh, from a layman's perspective, I think the court got Roe right. And I think you're, t- you're dealing with two competing interests here. You're dealing with the state's interest in protecting life versus the mother's privacy interest. Uh, and in a pre-viability situation, before the fetus is going to be able to survive outside, outside of the womb on its own, you're, you're that, treading on some interesting fucking ground right now. I just want you to know. Well, th- yeah. this is this is the established case law ground. Yeah, I know. But, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay. with full recognition that that's disputed. This is it's not as though that's end all and the debate's over. But in the same okay, so as I've said, I, I find it annoying when the left doesn't acknowledge the moral life issue. Okay. However, I also think we need to acknowledge. The privacy interest of the mother or am i mistaken in that should we do we not grant that interest what do you mean when you say the privacy interest of the mother um uh, it, I, it, I mean obviously we probably shouldn't shout her abortion to people uh <laughs> it, yeah. well depending on who you ask man i've got an interview on my hard drive still that would <laughs> take issue with that Oh, we're we're gonna get to you the interesting people you met at the RNC earlier. This is the man that gave me that uh, interesting Richard Spencer fucking like uh, what is his name? Daryl Lamont Jenkins. Yeah, Daryl. He Lamont might as well be called Watermelon Jones. Seriously, like that's the blackest name ever. If heard. He's listening to this now, so now you're on Good. his list. Good. Hey, too. I'm on your list, faggot. <laughs> like, hi, my name is Brian Proctor. Um, now, uh, we'll we'll get to we'll get to that in a second, but. Uh, the, what do you mean the privacy? Exactly? Well, I think the distinction we would draw here is that now I'm willing to grant this is a human life, but are you, is it your position that this is a human life that is the same thing that that a pre-viability uh, fetus? So a it fetus deserves that, the same rights as any child. Now, when you become adult, whoa, wait, wait, are, are you saying constitutional yep. rights for uh, a fertilized egg in utero? Uh, obviously, it can't vote, but I, w- I would say uh, it, it, they deserve to be protected, yeah. Protected? 
okay, so, so from being executed. It's, 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 but, a, but to what extent do we grant them rights, though? Or is that the only right? I'd say after nine weeks, you deserve to be protected uh, from well, being no, Okay, okay. So you're drawing a, a boundary at nine weeks. We were talking about viability before, but we could move that back. But then the question becomes, what's the difference? Why are you drawing the line there? That's just the, the first number that popped into my head. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, like, I'm not a very smart man, Matt. You know, um, I, I honestly, I'm not a life begins a, a conception type of guy. But I think that uh, anytime you go, oh, fuck, I'm pregnant. That's when, that's when the line's drawn. When you realize you're pregnant, sorry, bub. You fucked up. You got to deal well, with you, it. Well, you have to realize you're pregnant to get an abortion. I mean, that's one is a prerequisite exactly. to the so, other. Well, yeah. You can't... So, no, no abortion. Sorry. Get birth. Okay. Uh, deal with it. And, you and fucked I, up. And I don't like going this route because to me it's so... Uh, a lot of uh, abortion rights activists like to make a, a mountain out of these molehills of, well, even in the case of rape and incest and even in the case of health of the mother, which are real, they do happen. However, we're talking about such a fringe sure, minority so, of cases. So, so, How, so. But out of, out of curiosity, not because I'm trying to pin you down, but out of curiosity, would you grant exceptions in those cases? Uh, yeah, I would. I would grant exceptions in those cases, uh, but they need to be looked at very, very heavily. Um, uh, incest, we need to look at how closely related people are, but more than likely, yeah, let's not go ahead and you know allow that. Rape well, uh, is one that makes me sad about. But, but, but uh, here's what I don't understand, though. So. In your position, the, the, the fertilized egg in the uterus has a right to life in the same way the toddler walking out there has a right to life, correct? Yes. Or am I, yes. Okay. But in this case, the, this child was fertilized in some ungodly, or the, the egg was fertilized in some ungodly, incestuous relationship through no fault of its own. Why does it's not going to be retarded? Okay, so incest... Uh, the incest, I would say, let's look at it very heavily. But so would it be like let's a, a health abort? Okay, uh, but I, I guess I just don't understand the distinction then, because if you're saying that the the fertilized because egg the has child, rights, uh, uh, but okay. the, 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 okay. that fertilized egg didn't make a choice to be punished in any you're way. You're also you're also not listening very well. Um, what it well, is? I'm, I'm trying to. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> um. Uh, the the problem is that the kid is not going to have a uh, really rich and full life if it's going to have physical or mental disabilities. Uh, and you can say, Bryden, what do you mean you don't re like retards? And I'm going to go, yes, exactly. Put them in camps. Like that's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate. But um, yeah, they're not going to have like the same uh, chance at life that just some people fuck it up are going to have well but that's the exact same argument abortion rights activists would make generally about teenage pregnancies or, or anything else that this this child's going to be born into a terrible circumstance uh that you know is, is just not ideal for anyone involved well that's silly because i grew up in a trailer and now i live in los angeles california and i do it all myself so listen i'm also maybe fucking retarded so like i, <laughs> I was I, almost know. born retarded too true story <laughs> you almost got the retarded version of me. Some would say that you did, but um, uh, the well, even yeah. more retarded version. You're becoming less retarded as time goes on. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know that I, um, sometimes you ever wonder what it would be like, and I don't know how your political persuasions have evolved over time or not. Maybe you're exactly the same now as you were oh, five, ten years lefty. ago. Okay. Yeah. So do you ever wonder what it would be like to go back and talk to your, you know, late teenage, early 20 year old self? I wonder about that all the time. Because I used to be, I, I think my positions are evolving certainly, but I used to be way more dogmatic. And I, and I'm, I can understand exactly where you're coming from in this abortion discussion. I, I don't come at this from a dogmatic perspective. I try not to. I really do care about the facts in place here and the reasoning used to arrive at your conclusions. But man, back in the day, I used to be a dogmatic libtard, and I just wonder what it would be like to to speak to that person. Well, it, it, regarding abortion, I've always been anti-abortion. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I grew up a right-winger, and then I had like three or four years where I was pretty cucked. And <laughs> like, I, I, I would like to go back there and go, hey, we're going to get arrested if we do this. Don't do this shit. You're an idiot. And, you know, I, I, he was an asshole, but always still against abortion. Abortion's always been one of the ones that I've never uh, advocated for. Uh, I used to think that it was fine uh, for, you know, people to throw rocks at police and was like, no, <laughs> you know, like that's not what you do. Uh, yeah. You know, because I never really had many interactions with police. And, all the ones that I had were negative, and guess what? I was fucking up. So, uh, yeah, abortion's not going to be that one for me. But, yeah, if I could go back in time and talk to talk to liberal me for those, like, three years, I would go, you're a fucking moron, dude. Like, just come back to the right side. <laughs> like, I mean, I, uh, I, on the abortion stuff, yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly possible that, that this, along with a lot of my other opinions that keep kind of morphing it's possible that this happens too and i'm fully aware of i think a lot of people have some contradictory or competing positions within this this issue i mean mine we were speaking before the show but you know i was i was saying um i think what i would say and a lot of people would say is i i wouldn't ever advocate for the abortion of my child however i'm uncomfortable in intervening in other people's medical decisions i mean it's even that is decision. even in that even if you grant the premise that it is it's, it's somewhat contradictory but because that's what, like saying like what if the sky was orange then like because when you say to me that it's a medical decision it's it's really not it's it's if i were to say to you well well hold on just for a second uh, admit the sky's orange because it's well, but so you, backwards. But, well, but to accept that, you have to accept your premise that the, the fertilized egg in utero is the same as the toddler playing on the slide outside. And, I agree and, 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 to, and to a lot of people, that's an or, a sky's orange premise for them to accept. So it, it does work both ways on this topic. That's true. Um, but, but I do, you know, I'm fully aware of the kind of contradiction there of saying, man, I would never advocate for this per, this tragedy in my personal life. However... <laughs> go ahead other people put install tragedies into your life i understand that there's maybe a, little, a certain contradiction in that too but i don't know man i mean like i said i i uh, if anything i just tried to to avoid being ideological and dogmatic and just committed to a strict position without adequate reasoning and i'm fully aware that this is a difficult one to navigate so that's why i'm not going to pretend that i have all the right answers well, because you don't, because the right answer is it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you keep hammering me and um, maybe, you know, whatever. You, 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 you're you part of the team that brought me around on Trump, so. Uh, yeah, it's, you know. I, but, I, I, but even your guy thanks. Trump is formerly pro-choice. 
Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Uh, he, he came around like anybody else. And he said, I used to be for. He said, um, I personally wouldn't do it, but I believe in the right to choose. And then now he said, no, I've grown up. It's wrong. So and he I was a trailblazer that, for me, basically. Yeah. Well, Chatty yeah. has done great things for you and me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I think anybody who's anybody smart enough realizes that abortion is actually a fucking terrible thing. I know your co-host uh, is Blonde, adamantly yeah. against abortion. Blonde is adamantly against abortion. You guys and, are, yeah, you guys are kind of kindred spirits quay too man you guys are all i i I don't know what i'm gonna have to do what kind of force field i'm gonna have to build to avoid the pull of you guys on me because soon enough man if i deal with enough of these authoritarian leftist social justice idiots i'm just i'm gonna go full genghis khan man i'm just gonna (laughs) that's gonna be me uh oh, oh i was thinking too on the trump thing so uh, I don't know if it's his current position because honestly, tracking his current positions is very difficult, as I think you might grant. Um, yeah, it's a little bit hard. But he did say previously. I remember with Chris Matthews when he said that in if, if in his worldview, a woman who has an abortion should be punished for the abortion. Is that something you get behind? Uh, if it is illegal, yes, that's what he said. This this gets thrown out of fucking like the, the ugh, uh, out of context all the time. Uh, he said, if abortion were illegal, if a woman had abortion, she should be punished, just like the person who performed the abortion should be punished. That, it was as simple as that. And it was a very, very like easy thing to just look up and read and go, oh, well, of course, full context. But it would, of course, you know, Code Pink and fucking Planned Parenthood did their number on that. Man, I saw Code Code Pink was all over Cleveland indoctrinating young girls with wage gap lies and other things going (laughs) to dance in the the fountains in the uh, public square of Cleveland. There's something so, and and to be fair, I don't like it on either side, um, but there's something so gross to me about like child political indoctrination and using them as political props. It's just, it sucks. Particularly when it's for a provable lie, provable lie, like the wage gap. But well, uh, and see, and see, that's what I wanted to talk to you about as we're starting to like get to the end of this here was you went to Cleveland with Blonde. You went to the RNC, and it was less than you expected. You were expecting a big blow-up, and it really wasn't. Yeah, I think we went to the wrong convention. (laughs) (laughs) I do do still have some footage. I don't know what I'm going to do with it because it's not – I wouldn't say that it's boring, but I don't consider it um, like home run A-plus type stuff either. Uh, so I'm kind of wrestling with whether I want to publish some of it, I don't know, at all or what to do with it. But yeah, man, it was, um, the protest was lacking, to be honest, in numbers and in enthusiasm. And it was just outnumbered by cops everywhere who kept everything under control. And generally speaking, there was not a lot of intrigue. The most interesting thing that happened was, you know, Alex Jones getting jumped in the public square and then Alex Jones uh, going off or jumping on the Young Turks stage. And I heard Alex Jones uh, on the Young Turks stage. What do you mean he got jumped? In oh, the yeah. No, he spoke in the public square where all the protests yeah, I, were. I, I heard Eric Andre showed up. I saw that. Yeah. No, there's footage of him um, getting in a, like a very quick physical scuffle with some of these people. One of whom <laughs> is this leprechaun-looking dude that we we listened in on a debate with him in this a show of a different host where he was talking about 
just a whole bunch of communist stuff. You know, the classic debates of like communism's awesome. Nobody's ever tried it. Lenin was actually a capitalist. Um, like they were all, to, they, none of them were social uh, or were democratic communists or democratic social, you know, all the, all the garbage lines that we're used to of like, <laughs> it's the best theory ever. No one's ever done it in practice. <laughs> and these things that are so tired, but this leprechaun looking dude was one of the guys who went and shoved Alex Jones. The problem is like, as soon as things got physical, it's just a beehive of cops. And if you watch the footage, the frame just becomes all cops as soon as one person touches the other. Well, you shouldn't you shouldn't push Alex Jones because actually I've seen him with a shirt off and he's got like total dad bod, super like buff dude. Strong dad bod, yeah. Oh my god, strong yeah. dad bod. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. he, he suffers from fat neck, but that's it. You know, he, yeah. he he's a I don't know how guy. how big he is, but I bet because uh, I didn't see oh, him. Two forty easy. Yeah, so I, I bet he's probably a pretty imposing figure. But, but yeah, man, it was. Him. It was honestly pretty, dare I say, I mean, I'm glad we made the trip. I'm glad it was fun for us to work together in person and, um, you know, just kind of hang out and and, and, and how do is interviews Blonde? and stuff. I, I, how is Blonde? Because like, uh, I, I don't I don't know if my listeners know. I know I've told you I'm in love with Blonde. I think she's an yeah. Aryan goddess. <laughs> uh, I, I'm totally in love with Blonde. I'm pretty sure she at this point probably knows that I'm in love with her. Uh, did you ter- tell her that I said she was an Aryan goddess? No, I did not. I did not, <laughs> okay. but I will forward that to her. I'll DM her right now if you want. That I'll make sure fantastic. she listens. I'll make sure she listens to this when it's posted. <laughs> but, uh, uh, that, I mean, that must have been very nice because, like, you guys run a very good podcast. Uh, obviously, Milo's a fan. Steven Crowder's a fan. I'm a fan. Well, Milo's quote was entirely fake. Let's oh, be I clear, fake. <laughs> but people thought it was real. And I, I tweeted it out as a joke and I didn't, I did. This was the day before the great banning. Okay. We so, can, oh yeah, let's clarify. What was the quote? I, I, so we got a, we got in line. We did the typical meet and greet crap. Cause you know, we're not special. We're not important people. We had to wait in line in the 90 degree human weather. Just like everybody else. We get up. Milo signs the picture I was showing you before recording. I still got it framed in my background here. Cause I'm, he's, you know, he's my Jesus, but whatever. So he signs the thing. We, t- we speak to him for 30 seconds thank him and then i had a photo on my phone so i tweeted out and i said their podcast is easily the best i've ever heard quote nero as a joke (laughs) with a photo and of course that's that goes well with my followers five minutes later milo himself retweets it though and (laughs) it got and it got embedded in the breitbart coverage of his speech so people totally took it as sincere which was awesome. And even some of my followers were like, no way he listens. And look, if, it, if, if you believe it, fine. If you believe it, fine. Now, I don't, I don't think I doubt Crowder listens to our podcast, but I can say that Crowder actually does listen to some of my stuff. That's, that's a little more real. Uh, no, I mean, Steven Crowder is his own thing. He is awesome. Uh, you know who I really like is Gavin. I'm going to get on Gavin's show. I fucking know it. Because yeah, he's should. actually, he's a shitty white supremacist like me too. So like, you know. Um, I'm not a white supremacist, but I can't know, talk. To, well, look, uh, I'm on Daryl probation. So I, had I known before <laughs> coming on the show that those are your attitudes, um, I, I wouldn't have. Oh yeah. You for, know, yeah. Apparently the only thing over here, um, and, and this is for Daryl is, um, just whites only. I don't know why you're listening to this. This seems weird. <laughs> I know you're listening. So, <laughs> 
<laughs> Gross. Daryl is awful. awful. Daryl's the worst. He's a terrible person. And um, but I was I, I shouldn't characterize this as anything close to of a. Uh, well, I guess maybe I should give it context because some of your listeners might not be aware. But Thank really you know. quick, this guy, this guy is named Daryl Lamont Jenkins. He's a self-appointed thought policeman for racist ideas, and he literally stalked us at the at the Cleveland convention, at the Republican National Convention, and uh, stalked us. Just uh, stood over interviews I was I was doing and and just listening in on us and following us around until I finally got contra- confrontational with him. I was I had my courage emboldened by the uncuckening that Bryden has helped to help to put in place uh so i went up and talked to him and he accused me of all these being a white supremacist being a racist uh because i had spoke because blonde went on red ice and i talked to someone it was just it was by association and it was this big witch hunt and all these sjw's jumped in long story short daryl told me that he was going to dig up all this information on me expose me ruin my life i said here's my name uh <laughs> i would like you to do that i would like you to email me when you have this the video is up on my channel if people want to see it it's it's fully detailed um it's and, fucking hilarious too actually it's i've never seen somebody so aggressive with so little to actually say yeah uh, and and god there's so many things oh, and, and, and he's the guy actually that guys a couple of weeks ago i put up uh and this guy's the guy that sent this to me uh richard spencer trying to talk to this guy and you should see the video because it's like richard spencer is very confused he's he's like who the fuck is this goddamn guy yeah <laughs> Yeah. And um, what was amazing to me, by and large, that video was well received by by my uh, audience, as you would expect. But there were a few people who said, like, you really should have given him a break and just walked away. And it's like, you, you guys, he was following us around, threatening me. Where, where am I supposed to go? Just go home because Daryl Lamont Jenkins doesn't want us to be in this public square. I don't think people understand. It's probably like an acre or two. And... I'm not just going to quit interviewing people because this guy has a problem with us. His name might as well have been fucking goddamn Watermelon Jones. Like, (laughs) it's a horrible name. And you know what? Daryl Lamont Jenkins, if he's listening, please come after me, sweetie. I would love it. Like, I will fight with you. I will totally have you on a weekend fight. He got back on me on Twitter and and he told me or someone. Oh my god! Someone, give me his Twitter. Give me his Twitter. Give me his Twitter. Give me his some, Twitter. Well, someone saying it's it's like uh, you can find it. It's in the it's on his business card and stuff. Or you can just Google him. You can find it. Daryl Lamont Jenkins. D A R Y L E Lamont Jenkins. Um, you heard so, it, guys. Some, Go someone ahead. Go do someone it. posing as one of his associates. Which let's be honest, it's just Daryl. There's no associate. What are you talking about? Anyway claimed that the file on me was complete and I'm just too boring because I'm you know I'm a 28 year old nerd video game player with a YouTube channel and that's all and it's like uh, no you might all just understand do sound very accurate yes yeah but, like... but, the, but I'm but now it's not that I'm a white supremacist I'm just a boring basement nerd and it's like sorry I don't have a criminal record or like obvious bad associations you might just call me a normal social contributor I know oh, that's a foreign concept you... to you you interviewed Richard Spencer, though, okay? Well, I didn't. Your Aryan goddess did, but I taped it, so that's enough to oh. implicate me. Oh, God. It's something... I'm sorry. I was grabbing my heart, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. I'll be completely honest, gentlemen. Uh, no no ladies listening to this show. But you're going <laughs> to you're gonna love Blonde in the Belly of the Beast. She is uh, just an Aryan goddess, and she is fantastic. But unfortunately, I think we got to start to wrap up this show 
because uh, otherwise you guys are going to stop listening. You're not fucking listening to this shit. Uh, Matt, where the fuck can we, go? Can we find you? Yeah, man, I'm rebranding soon, so that's going to change. But as of now, it's Skag3, S-K-A-G-G, space three. If you Google me, you'll find me, but you can find me on YouTube, youtube.com slash S-K-A-G-G three or on Twitter at Skag underscore three. But that's changing because I'm doing what you're doing, man. I, I'm sick. Uh, I've, I've, I'm changing some stuff in my life. I'm sick of hiding my opinion, of hiding my name from my opinions and worrying that Daryl's going to ruin my life. So soon enough, I'm going to be like Bryden. I'm going to go by my real name, market myself on, on this and try to try to make a difference in this world. Fuck the Daryl. Well, well, let's do it. What's your, what's your fucking real name? I know Matt it's Christensen. Matt. Matt Christensen. Christensen. Guys, you heard it here first. Bozeman, Montana. Christensen. You can find and, him. And, and he lives in Montana. You can find him. Now, the same state as Richard Spencer, actually. We, we That's that, too, we have in common. I didn't know he was from Montana until after can all this. Can you send Richard to my place? Um, yeah. So, okay, look. I, I know he's not gay. It's a problem. But um, <laughs> So we've got Matt Christensen. Yep. Skag3 uh, over here. And... Yeah, guys, uh, I mean, thank you for listening again. I know it's like a, a sporadic episode. Uh, please reach out to Matt on Twitter. And if uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the outro, and then I want you to do your YouTube outro for it, because I love that, okay? Oh, okay, yeah, good. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm going to, you know, obviously, like, you know, like and subscribe and all that gay-ass shit. But... Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I was happy to have you here, Matt. Uh, it's great. Check out his stuff. But I'm going to let Matt do the last words. Matt, can we have your outro? Of course. Thanks, as always, for listening and for supporting this podcast. Always appreciate that thoughtful discussion. Wherever you post it on Bryden's uh, medium, I don't know. On mine, it's down below. <laughs> Yeah, I usually pick my uh, live streams too, so this doesn't really apply. But uh, always, always appreciate that thoughtful discussion. Um, oh, so it doesn't really fit in this context, but you know, close enough. Uh, all right. So thank you guys it, so much. Thank you guys so so much.